Hello and welcome to Binge Lit. I'm Grace. And I'm Anya. And today we're going to talk to you about the most magical movie of them all. Oh, <laughs> the Little Mermaid. Uh, the new 2023 remake mm-hmm. of the 1989 Disney movie. I didn't realize the original was 1989. That's so long ago. It's the same age as Taylor Swift. Wow. <laughs> you red. know, great things came out of 1989. <laughs> a lot of red influences. No. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're I right. red hair and her okay. red album. Okay. That's where I was going. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. Um, the Little Mermaid is, of course, based on the Hans Christian Andersen fairy tale that was originally published in 1837. Also a very long time ago. And there's a lot of Little Mermaid, like, content in the world. Like, there was a 2000... Little Mermaid 2, Return to the Sea. Return to the Sea? Yeah, I missed that to one. to video. I saw it when I was a kid, and I recently just rewatched it just now. And, you know, it's about, like, 12 years later, they have a daughter, and now the daughter wants to go. She's, she's like, Ariel, she's but in reverse. Opposite. Okay, so I have, I have 100% seen this. You probably have. I remember this. Yeah. Does Ariel ever... Because at the end of the movie, mm-hmm. she... She's like full on human. Yeah. But because she like breaks the spell, is she ever able to go back into the water? Is it like a Mako mermaid thing where she gets like splashed water, her fin comes back? No, it's not. So she's okay. like human pretty much permanently after that. And then um, she, but when she's first, like in the beginning, she can go back to the water and like they'll go on a boat and then like everyone will come up and say hi. And say hi yeah. So she can see her family again. And so they bring the baby out when she has a baby to meet the family and they like give her like a locket that like sings to her and all this stuff. But then it turns out that Ursula, and this is a quote, Ursula's crazy sister comes up. (laughs) Morgana. Morgana? Her name is Morgana? Of course it is. I love that. And so Ursula's sister comes and is like, I'm going to steal the baby. And they have to do a whole thing. And then they're like, she's like, I'm going to come for this baby. I'm, I will, st- I will wait as long as I have to wait for the baby. And so Ariel's like, we have to go back on land. And like, I'm sorry, everyone. I'm sorry, dad. Like we, the baby can never go in the ocean again because like Morgana's always going to be waiting for her. So she, it's not safe for her to ever go near the ocean. And so we're going to have to cut all contact and build a huge seawall around the castle to keep the daughter from going out in the ocean but of course she does anyway and under the eye of scuttle and scuttle sebastian <laughs> sebastian hastings sebastian and hastings <laughs> and scuttlebutt watch over her when she goes into the ocean and then one day she the morgana is like like seduces her in not seduces her because that sounds bad but like lures, lures her, her in lures so her does in the daughter become a mermaid to make her to make a deal so she can become a mermaid Un, not knowing that her mother she's like mother would love the ocean she if she'd ever been in the ocean before like Wait, she so has no idea she had no idea that her mom was a mermaid even though she like met all these merfolk i guess she was a baby yeah she was I mean, a little little baby that's crazy yeah she has no idea so then i mean yeah I mean, I think the thing is that you learned from this, it would have been easier and better if Ariel had just explained the situation to her daughter to be like, there's an evil sea witch coming for you. (laughs) You know what? This really just goes to show the grass is always greener and communication is key. Or as Sebastian would say, (laughs) 
<laughs> the seaweed's always greener in somebody that. else's lake. I thought that was cute. <laughs> <laughs> it is cute. What was the other? Oh, jumping jellyfish. Jumping jellyfish. You know, they don't say jumping jellyfish in the new movie. Honestly, missed opportunity. Seriously. Well, there are, we'll get into it. There are a lot, aren't there? There are a lot of missed opportunities in this. Yeah, there really are. So let's, let's just dive in. Yeah. What do you want to start with? I think we should start with the original book like the fairy tale the hans christian anderson the hans christian anderson of it all mr danish guy himself mr denmark because <laughs> we love a date i mean it is our scandy weekend it's a scandy weekend we love a dane uh and you know this guy seriously though hans christian anderson like he's really given the brothers grim a run for their money you know like he this guy alone just wrote so many fairy tales that like are so famous like thumbelina and the princess and the pea. I don't know why I said Thumbelina first, but no, but Thumbelina. Okay, listen, Thumbelina is a sleeper of a fairy tale. It is so good. It is. Good. I feel like it's never kind of like received the praise it deserves. I, I'm a big Thumbelina. You know girl. what? Let's reboot Thumbelina. Hollywood. I, yeah, let's honestly. do it. And and there's yeah. a little match girl, the ugly duckling, the, the princess and duckling? the pea. Yeah, the nightingale. The, the nightingale. The emperor's new clothes. No. Yeah. Also, Little Match Girl is an incredible story. I don't even know Little Match Girl. Oh, it's That's a sad a, one. It's a Christmas one. Well, they're all sad ones, aren't they? Because isn't... Well, I guess maybe they're not all sad ones, but the little, the original Little Mermaid is a sad one. Kind it, of. It is sad. I think it's sad. So yeah. I actually just read it for the first time. I also just read it for the first time, too. I had never read it before. I knew kind of... I knew that it was darker, and I knew that it had a sad ending. And I've actually been to the Little Mermaid... Oh, yes, statue Copenhagen. in Copenhagen and I've been to Hans Christian Andersen's like house like outside of it or something is it on the sea <sighs> it's like in a port okay. so yeah kind of um but I had never read it and so now I've read it and a lot of the beats are like kind of the same like it's like okay like princess of the sea king right and she really she's a great singer and she really wants to go on land and she's desperate to do that and so then when she gets her chance, it's slightly different circumstances, but that's not important. So she, she well, makes a deal with the sea witch. Yeah. And well, even before she gets to the sea witch, the part I thought was really interesting is because she's like, I'm in love with this man. Like all, up into that point, everything's like the same. Um, but then she has a talk with her grandmother Yeah, and her grandmother basically explain there's like a difference between human and merfolk mm -hmm. so merfolk have the ability to live for 300 years and mm -hmm. then like once that 300 years is done they just die and become sea foam right which i was like oh that's like a really they beautiful. go back into nature right. yeah that's beautiful yeah but then for humans it's different they have like a short lifespan but mm -hmm. then they have an immortal soul so right. they die within like i don't know 1800s let's Whatever, just say yeah. 60 years they uh -huh. die they live for 60 years die but then their soul lives on for forever. like for for forever in the kingdom above or whatever exactly yeah. and so ariel is just like well that seems great like i want <laughs> <laughs> i want to be living with this man prince well, eric for the rest of my well, they're, days yeah they're like the loophole is that if you can get a mortal human man to love you 
then he can like give you an immortal soul. Okay, but the how they phrase it in the book, and it made me think of Mormonism. Okay. <laughs> it made me think of you. Okay. Because good. they were basically just like at the wedding. Uh-huh. Like the only way for you to get an immortal soul is the man has to fall in love with you and love you more than his mother, his father, his brothers, like anyone else in his life. And he needs to like commit to you in a marriage ceremony. And when he yeah. holds his hand and says he will love you forever, a piece of his soul enters you and that becomes your immortal soul. Yeah. And I was like, was this the basis for Mormonism? Oh my God. With the planets. Wow. Listen. 1837. Concurrent. Concurrent. And the Scandinavians. Also concurrent. Wow. And (laughs) (laughs) Well, there you go. Interesting. You know what? We should take this to like a theology professor. Listen, I'm going to write a thesis. All right. We're going to write a thesis. (laughs) I've I've already That's actually very interesting. That's very interesting. (laughs) Um, Yes, I loved that part of it. But then also the fact that I think they should have kept this in the Disney movie. Maybe not. I understand why they took it out. But I feel like it's a huge miss in the story because Ariel sacrifices way more in the actual book because basically Ursula gives her a potion, tells her when she takes it, it's going to feel like a knife is being like stabbed through her body. Like she's going to feel like a double edged sword, like through her body. But then she's going to get feet Uh and her, but every single time she walks for like the rest of her life, like whenever she has feet, it's going to feel like she's walking on like a thousand tiny knives. Yeah. And I was like, that. I the mean, bum deal. That is a <laughs> shitty deal. Like you must really be obsessed well, with this man. Well, you really want an immortal soul. Yeah, and so I, guess I think is the thing. I think like it just it made me like understand her motivations more cuz I was like this girl isn't like crazy. Yeah. She's like she's really dedicated to give up this much. Yeah. And then basically the other part of it is like if she doesn't fulfill like true love or doesn't get his love mm-hmm. then basically she's like if he marries someone else like the mm-hmm. next morning like as the sun rises on him and his new bride's wedding bed she is just gonna die and become sea foam right. so it's like she will actually never like basically this just seems like a bum deal because either they fall in love and she's in pain for the rest of her life yeah or she doesn't fall in love and just dies and never gets her soul anyway right it's just a shitty situation it's a very shitty situation. You know what? Let this be a lesson. Don't make wit- deals with sea witches. No, I think that that is the key. <laughs> <laughs> to just love, love what well, you also, have. <laughs> given that the sea king with his little trident can do whatever the heck he wants to do, just do better at convincing him of something. Right? <laughs> and then it was also Matt, because basically, so basically then she like meets the prince and he's like, I love you, but I love you as like a sister. Right. Because you remind me of the woman who saved me. But right, you're not but you're not her. Woman. But yeah, but yeah. it is her. Yeah, right. And then he like goes off to this foreign land, and he's like meets this like other beautiful princess, princess that he just like falls madly in love with. Right. And so they end actually end up getting married. Right. And so Ariel's like, well, oh fuck. Yeah. <laughs> and then her sisters like literally come and try and save her. Right. So her sisters come and she's like, I see my sisters, but they're different. They all have bobs now. Yeah. Because basically. <laughs> they all got haircuts. Yeah. They all got haircuts, yeah. <laughs> which isn't a cute look, but they all mm. got like got their heads essentially shaved and mm-hmm. gave all their hair to the sea witch in return for this dagger that could potentially save Ariel's life. So what she had to do mm-hmm. is then take the dagger 
and in like Prince Eric's wedding bed, like with his bride, she would have to have stabbed him in the heart and then let his yeah. blood hit her feet. And that's when she would have been able to turn back into a mermaid and live the rest of her 300 years with her family. Right. And then Ariel grabs a knife, sneaks into the bedroom, sees uh-huh. him lying there with his like new bride on his chest, hears right. him whisper her name, the br- new bride's the new name bride's in name. his sleep. Right. And she was like, oh, it's love. And <laughs> so she's like, well, I'm not going to kill him. And so she, she rolls chucks. the dagger. I know. I was so mad at her. Oh, I wasn't. You know, I was she, like, did, she did the good thing. Killing she, this guy is not fair. It's, it's not his fault that she entered a bum deal. Yes, you're just nicer than I am. I was like, girl, save yourself. This is all this guy's I mean, doing. You don't owe him like, anything more. Save yourself for what? Like, the, you went through this whole process to get out of the thing that. No, because she could save have. herself and become a mermaid again. I know, but she doesn't want to be a mermaid. I guess. Maybe that's our difference. I mean, I would love to be gonna, a mermaid. Well, I mean, I agree. And that's the thing. Is but that, she does get her wish at the end because she does mm-hmm. get an immortal soul because she sacrificed so much. Yeah. So I guess that's the moral of the story is if you sacrifice in life, you'll be rewarded well, but once a, you die. There's a lot of contingencies on that though because then when she <laughs> dies, because she's like, I'm not going to do it. She throws the knife overboard and then then the sun rises and so she dies. Yeah. But then she like is lifted up into the air and then all these air spirits come and they're yeah. like, and they're like, we don't have immortal souls either, but we can earn immortal souls by like being good. Yeah. And like doing good stuff. And so there's a lot of rules around that, but you could do that too now, but you're going to have to follow all these rules. And there's like ways you can make it faster, ways you can make it slower. It's very complicated and it's outside your control actually. So <laughs> good luck. have fun with that. Have fun with that. <laughs> and so now she's just going to have to go spend 300 years being a air spirit in the hopes of one day earning her immortal soul. I hope she makes it. I think she will. You, you know, know what? what? She's still got in a, a beautiful a, way. Another hundred years. That's true. But in a beautiful way, I guess she did because there's a statue dedicated to her. Yeah. So she does have sort of an immortal soul. And that statue. And Im- and a version of immortality. But I have a question for you. Okay. Would you decide to give up your immortal soul and spend 300 years as a mermaid and then just become seafoam? Would you make the opposite trade? Well, I don't. Well, this is about to get deep, isn't it? Because I don't know if I believe in immortal soul. I know. I knew you were going to say that. But I, regardless of that, I just want to know. know if you did have the chance for an immortal well, soul. The hard thing is that she's making this decision to like leave her home to go somewhere else. And then as far as she knows, once she does that, but in all versions, she's not going to be able to really like spend time with her family again. No. And that I guess that's like the hardest thing for me. Yeah. Because I feel like if my sisters, if my sisters like cared enough to like cut off their hair which i know doesn't sound dramatic but it's dramatic it's in dramatic. 1837 and also like their hair is like magical or something yeah it's like a mermaid thing yeah you don't lose your hair no it's well like grandma lost her hair just because she was so worried oh. all her grandma's hair all just fell out because of her stress it's very it's a very sad story it is a sad story and meanwhile she's walking around with a knife's knife feet <laughs> i yeah, wouldn't do it i that honestly was the most shocking po- revelation of the fairy tale to me was the stabbing of the knives yeah. i was like wow you are choosing and maybe this speaks more to my personality but i'm like you are choosing so much pain to be with some like this guy yeah well but yeah 
But also, you know, I mean, I turn to you when we saw this movie, because I've always thought this, like when Sebastian sings Under the Sea, you know, he makes a strong argument for living under the sea. Like he makes a strong, strong argument. So I feel like I would be swayed. Like I'd be like, oh, yeah, you're right. So the thing is, is like, pretty nice. The thing is, is like, if I was proposed a deal, like give up my immortal soul for 300 years as a mermaid. I mean, maybe I wouldn't do it now because I feel like I wouldn't get 300 years of climate change. But in 1837, I would have done it. I, I would love to be a mermaid. But you're, but you're like thinking of like an aerial type mermaid where there's like a kingdom of other mermaids. Oh, yes. Other people around. Oh, yeah. Oh, you know what? This is... I no, did, no, no. This is definitely aerial rules. You know, I did read about um, someone they were talking about like if mermaids did exist, what they would actually look like. It wouldn't look like... Like if there was like a half, half human, half fish person. Yeah. And what they would be like. And they were saying like the thing is that like they, w- uh, like they wouldn't be skinny like no they would be like manatees they would be like blubbery like a yeah. seal or like a manatee well I, and you'd have like much thicker darker skin uh, because like the, this little like skinny white aerial just like wouldn't really work yeah but i feel like that's like the point of i i mean i think it's supposed to be something that you wouldn't find in nature it's like a magical it's like a cryptid type thing a cryptid type thing yeah. <laughs> because i feel like the white like the pure white like our obsession with that is like mm-hmm. i mean we see that in mermaids we see that with fairies we see that with like i mean there aren't the grays like there's a type of aliens that people yeah they're like these like tall scandinavian people yeah oh yeah so i don't know i just feel like there's where's the selkies well because i feel like people attribute like like it's like a white kind of like ethereal like godlike thing mm-hmm Mm-hmm. that's how it is because i always thought in real life that the whole theory of of mermaids actually came from manatees like people like sailors would see manatees and they thought they were mermaids i think that it was manatees but also wasn't it dolphins too like in this Maybe. movie when they like they kind of call them in like the movie because they're like trying to like spear what spear they think fish. is they well they're trying to spear something which like coming along alongside them and they're like, we think it's a mermaid. We think it's a mermaid. And he's like, no, look again. It's a dolphin. Okay, but to be fair, I swore it was a mermaid the first 30 seconds of that movie. Well, honestly, I mean, I guess it could have been. And I was like, that looks But like there's also thing. a dolphin there. I mean, it would be fun to swim around with dolphins. It would be so much fun. And the whales. Yeah. I don't know. Um, but this brings us right into our talk about the new Little Mermaid, the 2023. Yes! And the okay, casting. the remake. The live yeah. action. Live action. Ariel in the flesh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and and uh, Hallie Bailey in the casting of her as the Little Mermaid. Yeah. I thought she was incredible. <laughs> I thought she was so good. I, I thought she know. did a great job. I think, you yeah. know what? She was arguably the best casting of the whole thing. I thought she and was great. I thought... Yeah, I was impressed by her. But I know that people, like, weren't... Some people weren't super impressed by the movie. I guess, Mm. like... Okay, so it just came out this weekend. And it's actually doing really, really well in the U.S. Yeah. But interestingly, in, like, other countries, even before it came out, Mm -hmm. it was getting really, really bad reviews. And so there are, like, review websites... Sorry? Like, what other countries? Uh, so, okay. So, for France, for example, uh-huh. on their kind of, like, Rotten Tomato, they basically had to, like, add, like, a warning saying that we are currently, like, receiving, like, weird and a disproportional amount of reviews. And so, please, like, 
like read these and like look at these numbers like out of 10 and like take it with a grain of salt and make your own decision about the movie. And then I know also IMBD in the for like the US, Brazil, UK and Mexico also had to put like a warning on their sites saying that their rating mechanisms detected unusual voting activity because I guess people are basically just like coming on here and giving the movie really, really bad reviews. Like in Germany. Like over and over again? Over and over again. Okay. Like essentially like bombing these sites like with horrible reviews. Like in Germany, before the movie even came out, it was a 0.7 out of 10, which doesn't make any sense. Like you haven't seen the movie. How can you even rate it? And in Korea, they actually had to come out and there's like a huge media article basically like you can't trust the reviews for this movie because people are purposely going on to tank it. And it's like a backlash for Disney having a black princess. So it's about Halle Bailey. I mean, so in Korea, there was an article that, that actually like called that out. Mm -hmm. No, I haven't seen like any other countries like specifically calling it out, but I don't know what else it could be. I mean, like the only thing, like the only thing I really know about this movie before, like, before seeing it was that people were so mad that there was a black aerial and so that's for me that's the only thing i can really see is like these people are like going in and tanking this preemptively which i think is so bullshit the fact that we need to be putting warnings on like review sites being like take this with a degree of caution make your own opinion just because there's a black aerial i don't know get a life i was pretty shocked by that yeah no i'm surprised i hadn't heard that yeah well i think this like i just like saw this this morning and literally Mm -hmm. the article i read was published like an hour before i read it so Mm -hmm. i feel like more of this is probably going to come out as like the days as like we continue on Uh but yeah it's just insane it's like that's so fucked up yeah wow yeah but it's interesting because you were saying so I looked it up on Rotten Tomatoes and the mm-hmm. so it seems in the US it's like there's it's a difference because the US mm-hmm. like the audience scores are giving it like a pretty high score I think it's like a 95% yeah whereas like the critics are slamming it yeah which is interesting well, yeah that's kind of what I've seen is a lot of critics being like oh my god I hated it or like it's it's not good but the thing is like I think that they're saying I mean it's so hard with these remakes. Like, I mean, I would agree that, like, it's not really memorable. Like, it was just okay. And the good parts about it, like, I've seen several of these, like, live-action remakes of original, like, animated Disney movies. And it's, like, a very, very hard needle to thread because it's, mm-hmm. like, the original is so good, it's iconic. We all remember it. Like, I hadn't watched, before we started getting ready for this, I hadn't watched the original Little Mermaid in at least 20 years. Yeah. Like, I hadn't even touched it hadn't listened to any of the songs like i really didn't feel like i had an affinity with the little mermaid like i was like i remember as a kid i really liked it but i don't i don't really think about it very much and then as soon as i started watching it and listening to the songs it was like oh my god i remember every single word to yeah. all of these songs they're iconic like i know the little even the littlest parts of the vocals i remember all of it it's crazy and, yeah i remember because like i was watching it and i was like making dinner in my kitchen and there yeah. was like a line and i responded even before ariel did i was like yeah. whoa I, know. I was like oh my god i know like i find myself it's singing like along wow 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 <laughs> <laughs> like i know all these parts i can't forget it like it's like ingrained <laughs> in my brain and like that's how i felt too when i went to see like beauty and the beast and like cinderella it was like i remember all this so clearly i am so surprised by how clearly i remember it and so uh, it's like at the same time that i at the same time that i want you to like really honor and have all the things from the the original that i 
dearly loved and were so perfect. Like there's like a lightning bolt of perfectness about them. Like something just came, like it just came out of somewhere and it's perfect. Yeah. And so it's like, as much as I want you to preserve that, there's no point in doing this unless you're going to add something new. Like what, like if you're just going to have the exact same thing, but with people instead of cartoons, then that's dumb because I can just watch the cartoon. Like, why would I watch this? Yeah. And so they need to add something new, but it's like, I'm immediately going to hate whatever you add or change because I love the original so much, even though I didn't even realize I love the original so much. Like I love it way more than I thought I did. And I'm resentful of any changes you're going to make. And I'm surprised by that. I surprised myself by that. And so it's like, it's really, really hard because it's like, there's, there's almost no winning. Like, it's just like, whatever you do, I'm going to dislike it. Like you can keep it exactly the same and I'll be like, well, what's the point? Yeah. Or you can change it and I'll be like, well, that was dumb. The original was better. Yeah. And so of course the critics are going to be like, well, the stuff they added and changed is bad. And it's like, yeah, it is bad. It's not as good. I know, but I do feel like there are aspects of this movie that honestly me watching it was blown away by because Mm -hmm. I was, I did go into this expecting to be disappointed because let's Mm -hmm. be honest like my other face so ariel so little mermaid was like my og i was obsessed with it as a child it was like little mermaid and like mulan for me oh yeah so when mulan came out as the live action i was so mad i was like i didn't even see it no i wouldn't i don't recommend it i didn't see it i was like i don't like this and then so i was like a little worried about little mermaid but honestly, I feel like this was the, out of all the Disney live actions, and I know we've talked about this. We have talked about this. This is like the best Disney live action I've seen. So like, that's why I'm like, that's why I feel like these reviews and like all this like negative review bombing, I feel like it, mm-hmm. it has to be like has a to be racist something else. thing. Like it can't, well, cause because we, like, why are you hating on this we all let, so much? Well, we all let Beauty and the Beast go and no one said anything about that. Cinderella? And it wasn't even good. I actually liked the Cinderella remake. I, did, I had issues with it. <laughs> I liked it. I actually, I didn't, um, so I liked Beauty and the Beast more than I liked Cinderella. I feel the opposite. Yeah. So I, I had issues with the Cinderella, um, but I, even I had issues with Beauty and Beast. Like I just like, this one, I was like, oh, this was actually, I I had a good time watching it. You know what? This. They did better with the CGI this time than they did with Beauty okay. and the Beast. The CGI was much better. So that's what I wanted to talk <laughs> I was so impressed by that. Yeah. Just like, okay, so I was watching the movie and because it's all underwater. Yeah. And so that's like way easier to sell when you're in an animated world because you're not dealing with like real people and like that have to right. like be underwater. Right. And so that was so impressive to me. And I guess mm-hmm. that's where I'm like, confused by like the critics in the u.s being like like saying it's shit like cnn yeah they say they hate it they, yeah. yeah i was like okay because i am i just want i honestly left this movie and wanted to know how they filmed it which is something i've never left a movie thinking about before yeah and it was really cool so okay so you know in the scene like under the sea the under the sea song yeah, yeah. in the new movie uh-huh. um so i loved that it, they just like used real fish and it was like a photorealistic mm-hmm. of like real like coral and algae and like everything under the water yeah and they had them doing like these like dance like scenes like in the movie yeah. in the original movie the cartoon version yeah but what they actually did to kind of like recreate that and make like more realistic movements is they literally hired a dance troupe from oh. new york flew them to the studio in london where they filmed it uh-huh. then they had all the animators that were working on the new movie like watch these like dancers do like choreography to the song and based mm-hmm. the movements of oh. like the photorealistic like fish mm-hmm. and like sea creatures off of them 
And oh. I was like, and I was like, that makes so much sense because as you're watching it, it looks so realistic. Yeah. And I was like, this is beautiful. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I was really blown away by part of your world yeah i was er, Er, under under the the sea sea. (laughs) yeah i was really blown away by that scene i thought they did an incredible job no i was like wow like i was like i haven't seen anything this good like since finding nemo like it really made me think of like vibrancy and realistic but like but also the expressiveness at the same time like that's what finding nemo does really well is it's like it's really realistic and beautiful but still expressive and that they did it they nailed it i mean i do think that they could have made Sebastian and Flounder be a little bit less realistic and a little bit more cartoony. Oh, I liked the realism of I, it. I don't know. I guess like Flounder in particular, you know, Flounder, the the animated Flounder is so expressive. Yeah. And I, and as the fish, it was just like, okay, so he's there. But I remember when I was a kid watching Flounder, I was like, oh my God, I want him, I want Flounder to be my best friend. Like That's something fair. about him so expressive. I think they still did a really good job with Sebastian. I was really impressed. I couldn't yeah. stop staring at Sebastian's eyes. Yeah. Like when he would blink, I was like, what? like that looks so real. Like what? Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, was- I also, we spent the entire movie being like, whose voice is this? <laughs> Who was playing this? And then we realized at the end it was David Diggs. And I was like, okay. okay I am embarrassed it took me that long. <laughs> uh, I, mean, we, I didn't realize until the credits. I mean, to be fair. I know, but no, as soon I've as never we heard, heard him have such a strong accent before. That's true. But like, honestly, as soon as we like clocked into the fact that this was Lynn Central. Oh my God. Well, I mean, I was kind of like starting to be like there's another songwriter here besides alan Menken. i somehow the news that lin-manuel was attached to this project escaped me Same. completely and we're people that are like pretty plugged into this we're both but big hamilton fans honestly but I do think we've been taking a couple year break from lin-manuel we have because, <laughs> but he is doing so much with disney so i, know. I don't know why well, this surprised us so like, much <laughs> well, i guess i was surprised because i was like i love moana i love moana moana is one of my favorite like immediately as soon as it came out it became one of my favorite disney movies and so I like I was just surprised because I was like Lin Manuel already has an ocean movie yeah. like Moana and Little Mermaid. The reason I love Moana so much is that there's a lot of really similar themes mm-hmm. between the two, and they're both ocean movies. So I was like Lin Manuel already had an ocean movie, like it's doing another one. Um, but then it, the dead giveaway was that Scuttlebutt song, which Lin Manuel he wrote himself. He didn't have Alan Menken on that one. I think it was just him. Honestly, and that's it is, so it just screams Lin Manuel. Like there's there is no mistaking that for anyone else. That it just like has him written all over it. It just like okay. See, this is how I feel about the Scuttlebutt song. It sound like you're right. It sounds like Lin Manuel wrote it. I mean, when Aquafina was performing it, that's all you could hear. It was the Lin Manuel of it. Yeah. It's just not a good song. No, it's not. And up I to par. think he did a disservice to Aquafina because she is incredible this like was, she yeah. see she delivered that song and yeah. fucking killed it yeah the song itself is objectionably bad oh yeah that's the thing oh, yeah. i have no criticism for aquafina no. i actually have and a lot of i am actually like kind of disappointed in lin-manuel because i feel like you, you can do better you can do better we've seen you do better also you're not writing a lot of original stuff for this so why didn't you put more effort into this yeah, but it also, like, there's just, like, so many things wrong with it. Like, it doesn't fit the rest of the tone of the film. It doesn't... Oh, my God. But, oh. I mean, I wonder if... I mean, I wonder if Aquafina... He wrote it because he was like, Aquafina doesn't have any background in singing. So, I'm trying to write, Yeah, but he like, could have just written, singing. like, a better rap. Like, that's the thing. <laughs> like, I feel like... Yeah. I feel like the idea and, like, 
the idea was perfect mm-hmm. and I really loved it. And I was like this, like you're playing to Aquafina's strengths. Like she sounds amazing. Like I'm buying this. This is exactly what the character would do. Mm-hmm. It was honestly like the words. I was just like, this is just a dumb song. Yeah. Like, no, it was a bad song. I mean, I can't stop thinking about it, but in like a morbid way. Like I'm like, I don't like it, but it's stuck in my head. All I can remember is scuttlebutt. Well, that's the, and then it's like as soon you're as welcome you, for the scuttlebutt. Yeah, that's all I got. And then when you like try and actually like listen to the lyrics, you're like, oh, this is actually isn't memorable because it's not good. No, it's not good. But anyway, talking well, about thing. Oh, sorry. Oh no, I was just gonna say to talk about Aquafina. Mm-hmm. There were several points when I thought Aquafina did a really good job. I thought that she that came, she came into a really tough role with scuttle because i think that that's like a character that everyone really remembers and that actor who originally played scuttle put a lot of his comedy style in it yeah and she took that role where they changed the bird i'm not even mad about the change other people are mad about the changing of the bird i don't care oh yeah Um, i meant to look up like what the new species was and i don't i found out it's like a oh gosh but now i can't remember now okay I, I i learned the name but now i can't remember it it's okay but you know like the thing is we live in the pacific northwest and we're pretty aware and like of like diving birds like yeah and so there are birds like i, I saw like on tiktok like some videos of people being like how is that bird underwater and it's like there actually are a lot of types of birds that dive under well all seabirds can be, dive under, yeah, like sea, well i don't know that seagulls do a lot oh okay i just thought they did well okay. you, you know what you would know better than i do huh. but People were like, what is that bird doing underwater? And I was like, well, there's a lot of birds that, di- that are dive- well, divers. Ducks. ducks. You're so right. And ducks are everywhere. Are Maybe there ducks not. in the ocean? In the deep ocean? No, but like, I feel like if you're not around an ocean, I'm just trying to think of people that like aren't around the ocean. Like what bird would they see go underwater? And I feel yeah. like a duck. Anyway. But anyway, I don't this know is not important. <laughs> they're, they're, it is based on a real type of bird that they made. They made and they did change her away from a, a seagull. And that's fine with me, and it doesn't bother me. Um, and I thought that she did really, really well, like, bringing in her style of comedy. I mean, I love Aquafina. I want to see Aquafina and more stuff. I do, too. Um, I Like, because I also did saw her... Did you ever see her show, Nora from Queens? I did. I actually really loved it. I kind of struggled with it, but not because Aquafina's not good. It's just, mm. be, it's just like, you know, it's like that type of story where, like, she's, like, really down on her luck and, like, just, like, keeps fucking up and feeling sorry for herself. I guess, and I but just, I feel I just want to, like, like, shake her. Like, I, I was know, just but like, I, I feel can't like, watch this. I, I don't... You're, like, being a jerk. Like, it's, like, there's, like, a meanness about it that I didn't really like. That's fair. I feel like it just hit me at a good... T- at, like, a certain time because I feel like there's an aspect of my personality that's very similar to Nora from Queens. And... The stoner part? <laughs> <laughs> sorry. <laughs> that mean okay no yes (laughs) the stoner part but also the part of like yeah she's selfish and just keeps fucking up and so i I was like like that's you but okay i don't know but i was like i i really loved that i really loved it because i thought Mm. it was funny it was beautiful and i like got it Mm. um i mean i thought it was funny like definitely some jokes landed i just like i couldn't deal with it that's enough to like watch the whole thing but i saw her in that other one that film that she was in and now I can't the remember. The Farewell. The Farewell. And she was incredible. She did a great job. That and, was so good. And so I just like want to see her in, in all kinds of stuff because I think that she's got the range. Oh, she definitely and does. So, yeah. Anyway, let's talk about other castings, though. Okay. Casting. We have Javier Bardem <gasps> as the dad Javier. of the sea. Okay, we both kind of like squealed. 
I know we did. <laughs> like, it was an embarrassing moment as soon as we realized who the Sea King was. I know. Well, going we into it, t- we had thought that it was going to be uh, uh, Aquaman. Jason Momoa. Momoa. <laughs> Which would have been fr- hilarious. It would have been so funny. I feel like that's a missed opportunity. I know. I would have loved to see it be Jason Momoa. But you know what? Javier, love we him. We love a Javier. And yeah. you know what? He's still got it. You know what? Talk about Fucking range. hot. Talk about range. I'm still waiting for him to play the fernando alonso <gasps> biopic could you imagine <laughs> fernando alonso being the they need, to play, they need to play brothers in something <laughs> fernando Wait, does alonso, fernando alonso have a brother in real life i have no idea because they could do a biopic of his life yeah and javier could play him and he could be he could play his own his brother. own brother as a cameo <laughs> speaking of cameos <laughs> Um, did you know that the actress who played the voice of the original Ariel was in this movie? She made a cameo. No? Yeah. What? So was she? So remember the part when they're at like that like that like farmer's market, the like open air like mar- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the market. Yeah, yeah. And um she like and Ariel like stops at like a sta- stall and buys something and then the and then the lady is like, Here you're gonna need a fork to eat that Yes! Way. I yeah. know I remember that scene. Yeah, yeah. So that's the original Ariel who's like, Here you're gonna need a fork and then she like twists it up and then it doesn't work. And everyone stares at her and, and she just like, like leaves yeah, it and walks away. Like, yeah, pretty funny. So that's like, that's the original Ariel. And they Stop were like, this it. is so nice because she's handing the fork to her. It's like passing the torch. Yeah. And because yeah. that's such an iconic scene. Yeah. The in the fork. original movie. Yeah. So that was the original, there's the original Ariel. Was I in the movie. love that. Love that. That's amazing. Okay. Now that's I just cute. want to like rewatch it just to see the original Ariel. Yeah. Well, you know what? I, the, I think that there was one major casting miss though. Okay. In this thing, which was, the casting of Vanessa which oh. is like the evil girl when 100%. she's like secretly Ursula who's like pretending to be this evil pretty girl that girl was not nearly evil enough there's no dark energy about her she had baby teeth and I know that that's really really petty but like her teeth were distracting to me <laughs> and her her costuming was off which is really saying something uh, because I think the rest of the costuming was pretty great. And then yeah. this was just really off costuming. And the entire time, I think that for like a split second, we first wa- when we were watching it in the theater, you thought that it was Dua Lipa and yeah. we were like, Oh, Dua. And then we couldn't unsee it. And it was like the perfect casting would have been Dua. It she would have knocked it out of the park. Cause she's an incredible. Well, cause all, it was the scene where she was like on the rock, like when he first sees her. Yeah. So it was like dark. And so you couldn't really see the actress well. And I was like, Oh my God, it's Dua. And I got yeah. so excited. Cause we both got so excited because she would have done so well mm-hmm. on it yeah that's a huge she has like a dark energy about her she i love Dua. she, she would have killed that well role. she has the siren eye yeah you know like she would have been incredible she has the voice for it she, she really does incredible. so well, that that would have been and i guess maybe that's why they, they didn't cast new, dua but if they had if they had cast dua instead of doing the scuttlebutt song they could have written some really really fun original songs for dua for to dua. sing that would have been uh, we would have been living See, we would have loved listen that. disney you need to consult us we have great <laughs> ideas <laughs> do what as vanessa do as vanessa would have <laughs> made this an a to an a plus 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 oh yeah we'd have been like everyone need to go see this movie aquafina and do what like just yeah honest, if there was any movie that had aquafina and do i would be there yeah in a heartbeat same um the other casting and i don't know it's very complicated so there was like some press and some headlines going into this movie about the casting of ursula mm. so um because it kind of made some news because lizzo told a story about how she actually auditioned for the role of ursula and she posted on twitter like a video of her in costume 
doing a poor unfortunate souls really? and you know because lizzo has just like a, like a knock it out of the park voice so she yeah. can really pull off the voice she would and she told a story about how she went out for it she auditioned for it and didn't get it which is an interesting move and then she ran into melissa mccarthy at like a different function in hollywood okay. and came right they they hadn't met before so she introduced they introduced themselves to each other and she was like yeah i went i like i auditioned for ursula and you got it and melissa mccarthy was like I had no idea that you, I had no idea that would have been incredible. Why did, why did I get this role? They should have given it to you. Yeah. And they had like, it was a cute interaction. It sounds like, but, and then Lizzo made a joke, which was like, Oh, my audition sucked and Mm. I didn't get it. And I just thought that that was, it's, it's an interesting thing because I was watching it and I was like, honestly, I actually, I don't have anything bad to say about Melissa McCarthy. I actually, I think she pulled it off. Yeah. It would have been a really different rendition if Lizzo had done it. And Lizzo had some things that she went on the record to say that she would have done with that role. Mm, Like Like, what? So she was saying like, she was like, I I really want Ursula to be like a thought. Like I want her to like sing this and then like twerk. Oh yeah. That's a, that's such a different vibe. It's a super different vibe. I mean, it would have been so fun. It would have been a lot of fun. I don't know if it would have been a kid's movie anymore. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I think that she she definitely could have pulled it pulled it off. She has the vocals. Oh, she has yeah. the vampy vibe. She definitely could have done an excellent job. Yeah, but it wouldn't have been a different different vibe. Yeah, that's fair. And also, I was thinking about it because I know that they they changed some of the lyrics of to the poor unfortunate souls song, the the Ursula song. They removed some parts because I don't know if you remember, but in the part where Ariel is like, but what am I going to do without my voice? And Ursula's like, you have your voice. You're pretty. You have your face. You're like, you're a pretty face. And don't underestimate the importance of body language <laughs> and like does a thing. And they removed that completely from the new one. because. And I was like, if Lizzo had been in it and had like, I just imagine Lizzo doing that, like, don't underestimate body language language would have been really fun yeah like, it would have that been would have been like the cornerstone of her whole performance hundred yeah no that's fair no you're yeah. right that's a huge and it I just th- would have been a whole different vibe it would have been a whole different vibe uh, and, and it would have made it and i mean if you had dua and lizzo this would have been now this is like a pop star movie that's like what's true. going but on that would have been so much fun <laughs> I, I guess okay so <laughs> i but it's like when brandy was in cinderella you're just like okay so this is like a pop star movie now that's true that's true <laughs> and i don't hate it i loved the brandy cinderella too so i like the brandy mad. cinderella better than the new cinderella well yeah okay yeah you're right personally but yeah no that's yeah i see that I guess I'm not like super mad at the Melissa McCarthy of it all. No, no, no. I actually think she did like a really good job. And I think like kind of like learning more about like the character, like who Ursula like was based off of originally mm-hmm. and like Melissa McCarthy's like history. I think it just like makes a lot. It makes a little bit more sense to me. So I didn't. I didn't realize this, but the original Ursula was actually based off of um, a drag queen. Oh. Did you know that? Oh, you know what? Maybe I did, but continue. Yeah, so she was based off of, like, a drag performer, Divine, Mm -hmm. Um, and so that is who, that is who they originally, like, the night the 1989 film like that character Mm. like the look like the makeup it was all based off of this like drag performer Mm -hmm. and so melissa mccarthy 
I also didn't know this, but in the 1990s, when she was living in New York, she actually worked as like a drag artist. Like that's what she did. Yeah. She was Miss Y and would perform in New York. And I guess like a couple years ago, she did like an homage, maybe like in Vanity Fair, Rolling Stones or something, but did kind of like a piece where she like dressed up as Divine oh. and like paid homage to the original like drag queen that was the inspiration for Ursula. Oh, I had no idea. Yeah, I didn't either. And so I thought that kind of, yeah. So I guess that's why I'm not mad at it because like knowing that, I feel like it all just kind of comes like full circle. Yeah. And it becomes like a beautiful story. Yeah, that actually is really nice. Yeah. I I, I was never mad at it to begin with. Oh, no, 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 yeah. That's really nice. But it is interesting because since like we now know that this character was based off of like the drag queen divine and like we do and even like melissa mccarthy was like yeah i got a lot of like inspiration from like all these amazing drag queens like that's where my character kind of came from so there is like a lot of controversy right now and people are upset because the makeup artist who did like ursula's makeup Mm -hmm. they're just saying we should have used someone who's part of the drag community oh well okay which is an interesting point and I never, and I never like, I was like, I never would have thought of that. And the makeup artist himself was like, well, this character, this Ursula isn't supposed to be based off of drag. And I was like, okay, well, that is bullshit because yeah, your funny. Ursula looks exactly like. Well, your Ursula it's is based on the original Ursula from 1989. Who was based on a drag yeah, queen. No. But also. You're delusional. Melissa like McCarthy. That's, that's okay. A, that's delusional. It is. But also, <laughs> Melissa McCarthy herself has even admitted that, like, yes, no, I'm taking inspiration from the from drag because that's who originally inspired this role. Yeah. And even the makeup artist himself was like, yeah, like when we were trying to like figure out how to make the expressive eyebrows, I did need to like look up how drag queens did their makeup, and I followed like a lot of like drag stars on like how they glue their eyebrows down, and so we just got like a white version of your like purple glue and i was like okay so you're hold on so you're admitting admitting it but then when you're getting criticism you're like well i'm good enough you don't need it and i was like okay so you can't i don't know well so you took something that didn't need to be a big deal but then you made it worse because like okay yeah okay yeah all right well that's awkward so that's it's just (laughs) interesting because i feel like i do feel like they could have done more with this character mm-hmm. with Ursula and I wish that it was kind of I think that they I mean I agree with you but I also think that they did do like a a relatively good job I think that Melissa McCarthy did a great job given her like a, abilities and it doesn't sound like she was in any way she it sounds like she was very respectful of the drag community that it came out of I mean and, I think she was and I the, I thought she was really fun she was really funny she definitely, like, she had the right tone and take for this film. And I really liked some of the costuming that they did. Like, the way that they made her her tentacles, like, bioluminescent. That was so I really liked cool. that. I thought that was fun. Yeah. And actually, I did learn that when they were filming this, it, when they were, like, in the studio filming this, like, on the green screen, screen or whatever, because a vast majority of this film was, like, filmed on a green screen, um, they, each one of her eight tentacles was a dancer, Wait, seriously? It was acted out by a dancer. That's so, so crazy. Yeah, so Hallie, Hallie Bailey was saying that when they did that, like the Poor Unfortunate Souls, like she's there and then Melissa McCarthy's there and Melissa McCarthy's surrounded by eight people, eight dancers who were each acting out their own tentacle. 
and you really can feel it because i think while we were watching it i was i, I said to you like this has you to be did. this yeah. is so many tentacles like there's a lot of octopus like, tentacles going on here tentacles yeah here. I was, and then i was like counting <laughs> i was like two four six eight okay it's only eight but it seems like a lot more it's like it seems like she's everywhere like this is incredible but it was like they really put a lot of effort into that tentacle business that's so fast see this is why this movie is so fascinating because i feel like the actors themselves actually put so much work into like how it was produced like okay so yeah like as you were saying the majority of it was filmed in front of like a blue screen until in order to like mimic kind of like how they like act underwater they had the them in these kind of like crazy harnesses that were kind of like a circle and so they were like suspended so melissa mccartney was like suspended in air and Mm. i mean all of them were but like suspended in air and had to like they were used counterweights on the back to kind of like mimic like buoyancy and water Uh and so they were there to to like having to like fake swim in front mm-hmm. of this blue screen, like in a harness, I just like am so the athleticism. The athleticism is very, very impressive. Yeah, and even like Holly like talked about that, or Haley talked about that. Yeah, because she because so many people. I mean, that was the first thing I noticed was her abs. Incredible abs, so impressive. Yeah, and I don't think those were definitely not those were real. Those no, those were, were real abs. I think they definitely are because she basically in an interview was like yeah in this harness i'm essentially i'm in a plank 24 7 yeah she's like that's the only way like the only way you're able to hold yourself up because you're being counterweighted so you have to like as if you're in water like like, brace yourself and hold yourself up yeah and also on top of that she started her day every day before filming yeah at 5 a.m in the gym yeah doing these crazy workouts yeah and then would spend the rest of it in a harness planking well also inexplicably so 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 they had she started every day with a workout at 5 a.m she was staying in a place so they're filming outside of london she's staying in london like on the thames 90 minutes away so she'd have to wake up i'm sorry (laughs) girl why i don't know that is really truly a, a genuine question why would you say an hour and a half away that's really weird to me but she was like yeah i was right by the thames she was like it was so nice being in London, being right by the Times, it was great. But then I would have to like wake up at like be like getting up at three thirty in the morning, like be in the car by four to go to my five a.m. five thirty a.m. workout. And she was like, "I love my trainer because my trainer would always meet me there at five thirty. What? And then we would start filming at like seven. Wait, so what time would she go to bed? Well, she would head. She would leave the set at like six p.m. and then have to drive an hour and a half. So I guess she'd get home at seven thirty. They should probably go to bed. That's insane. I don't understand. Why wouldn't you just stay closer? I don't understand either. But also, <laughs> did you know? Did you know that they also did actual underwater shots for some of this? No. Yeah. So apparently they had like a big tank that they would just like throw them in, and they would. And I don't know what shots were done underwater and what shots weren't. But some of it was done in a tank, like, underwater, and they all had to, like... So, part of their, like, swimming... They had to do, like, swimming workouts. Well, I think that part of... I think that um, she was saying that, you know, the parts where the prince is drowning at the f- at the first... And, oh, and then the part where the that prince, makes a and then lot the part where the, the whirlpool is yep. happening and they're having this big fight i think that those were both and so she was like the two of us were just like getting thrown around in this cold water and it's like freezing and like 
it was exhausting. And I think that that, that because he needs to be realistically drowning. So yeah. he needs to be in water. Yeah. You're a hundred percent right. That I didn't even think of those. I, I didn't even think of that. But yeah, cause she was like, you know, you're right. Because she was like, there was, it was like a huge tank and there's a wave machine to create waves. Yeah. And so she was like, it was actually pretty crazy. Cause it, it did feel like we were in like the open ocean. Yeah. This would know. be, oh my God. Also, my other thing that I was blown away by and couldn't stop thinking about the entire time I was watching the movie is the fucking hair. Oh yeah. It was incredible. Yeah. The so, hair was good. Absolutely incredible. So I looked up how they did it. So yeah. apparently they would wear these like skull caps and then these like animators would come in and they would basically create movement for every individual <laughs> strand of hair. Isn't that insane? So like all of the hair, like they would wear these skull caps. Yeah. And then she's would, wearing like a, like a swimming cap. Yeah. And then oh. they would like add in like the animation of the hair and the hair movement. But it would be, it was like so precise. Cause like you see her and you see like the strands kind of like separate, like even for Ursula, yeah. even for Javier, like it was incredible. Oh, yeah, no, the hair is incredible. It was yeah. absolutely incredibly done, but that's just so much work. See, this is where, this is where I have an issue with the critics. Like, giving it horrible reviews because i'm like that artistry in itself should bump up the review the reviews no, to at least a five the artistry is there like the that's what i don't understand is absolutely there like i like i don't know i'm going back to these reviews i'm just shocked because i feel like i mean the movie itself the overall like meh, it was good yeah it was good i mean you know what? but like the the technical at least oh, no. maybe personally but mm-hmm. personally like just knowing kind of like all like the technical like work that was done behind the scenes mm-hmm. really brings the rating up for me i'm so impressed i'm honestly blown away oh, by what they accomplished i agree no i think the artistry is there the tales the tales, the tales are incredible amazing. i mean I, and so they had margaret atwood doing the costuming i'm sorry what yeah <laughs> not margaret atwood yes margaret atwood the author no Colleen Atwood. Colleen, Colleen Atwood. Atwood. That makes way. I was like Margaret Atwood. She's got a lot going on. Atwoods. They all blend together. Also, fun fact: Did you know that Colleen Atwood is from Yakima, <gasps> the Palm Springs of Washington? Yes. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm not kidding. That's true. Hometown girl. We love Colleen Atwood. We, we love Yakima. Where's Margaret Atwood from? Are they sisters? Probably like not. cousins. Okay. So I do have an answer for you. About what? About why they didn't include Les Poissons. Oh my God. In the new movie. My only basis of knowing French. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) The only French word I know with any sort of confidence is Poisson. Les Poissons. Les Poissons. Les Poissons. Okay. So basically... Honestly, I'm mad about it because it's a dumb answer. Why? Did they- but basically, the director was like, it doesn't fit the movie. I think it couldn't fit. Okay, he called that scene in the original movie. He was like, it's like a Saturday cartoon. And it didn't fit the vibe we were going for. It distracts from the story. And I was like, no, it doesn't. And so that's the only reason why they didn't why they didn't include it. And and I guess and like he was like, it's just like it, how do you make it look cute kind of chopping up fish on screen? 
And I was like, okay. First of all, I think it does add to the movie. Yeah. Because you're showing, like, what happens as soon as you, like, leave the ocean. This is what her dad was saying all along. Exactly. And they do allude to it because there is that scene where they, like, take, like, a um, sheet down and yeah. there's that like beautiful kind of like tile artwork where it's like the fish hanging on hooks in a kitchen. Yeah. So you are acknowledging it, but I feel like you Les Poissons is just such an iconic song. Oh my God, I love and that song. And the chef is iconic. I love that. And I just feel like that's a huge missed opportunity. Like I, I think that would have been a value add. To I think it would be really fun. So I actually strongly disagree with that. I think that is that a author. major misstep. No, hundred percent. The I director's that. wrong. That whole sequence is really fun. Yeah. It's the best. It's the best part. It's it's like one of the most memorable parts of the original movie. It really is. Okay, but talking about the original movie, I rewatched okay. it as an adult after okay. having gone through art history. Sure, sure, sure. Okay, there's an art history tie-in, Grace. There's an art history tie-in. Okay, yes, and I do just want to like pat myself on the back for like <laughs> <laughs> even like recognizing this. Uh-huh. But like, okay, so you know in the part the like where she's singing like part of your world. Yeah. And in her little cave yeah and she was like she wants to like feel what fire feels like oh yeah she wants to feel a flame burn uh-huh. so they they show like a clip and it's a painting yeah and i was like oh yeah yeah and i was like oh i know that painting oh. and like you know me i was like it has to be like i don't know like a rubens or like a caravaggio or something it's not i was oh, wrong it's not. but it is a real painting so uh-huh. it's like by the french artist artist georges de la tour who oh, honestly, I didn't show to the tour. Yeah, yeah. Okay. but like it's the Magdalene with a smoking flame is oh my the God, title you're of the artwork. Right. Yeah, I know what that. And so one. as soon as you look it up, it's the exact same. But I thought it was really interesting because it's like it's like her with a flame and she's like contemplating. There's like a skull on the table. Yeah, and so basically, I mean, oh, that's a Hamlet reference. Exactly. It's like oh. you have the skull, you have the candle, and it's like in art history. It's very like oh, you're that's contemplating so your own mortality. And I feel like for her, like where she's like kind of transitioning, I just think it made a lot of sense. That is so fun. It's momentum worry. But you know what? That's so fun. It also makes me think. You know how in the Titanic and the movie Titanic, Rose has all of those like Picassos and yeah. they so they went down with the ship. Oh my so- god. There's a mermaid, mermaid. in her cave, and she's got like a whole Degas in her cave. She's and then like, Picasso. And now and she wants to do ballet. And know, and she has a Picasso, and she's like, What do these people look like? Like, what do they look like that? What's up with these humans? Oh my God, I love that. Would that would be hilarious. That's so we just have like, can you imagine like Honestly, all the missing that's art? That's also a missed opportunity. If they had put like a painting that actually genuinely sunk in a ship one, some at some point in history, and now she has it. And it's like a like a lost to history painting. So I thought that's what that was. It wasn't. Mm. That painting exists. It's a real yeah. It is yeah, a real painting. I know that painting. painting. But no no no. But I thought it was going to be like lost at some point. Like it I was w- like, is this like a real painting that went missing? And it didn't. It that would have been fun. It's in a museum. We have it. Okay. But that would have been. Did fun. I was disappointed though because I was like looking for it in the new one. Yeah. And they don't do the same thing. No, I saw there was a different painting in this one. It's not, and it's not even a painting. I think it's like a book or something. She's yeah, just like flipping it's not through. Noticeable. And I was like, that's. I mean, maybe we're just like art history nerds, but that was fun for us. No, these Easter eggs are like what makes these movies fun. Yeah, like, as an adult. Well, you were talking about all these like weird conspiracy yeah. things, right? So I don't know if these are true. I still don't know if these are true. But when I was a kid, there were all sort of like rumors and stuff that kids would talk about on the playground, like or like in you know like after you, when you were watching the movie, and they'd be like, yeah. So you know, like in the Disney movies, there's all kinds of like hidden messages. So if you take the like the castle, the underwater castle, and then turn it upside down and 
flip it, then it looks like it says sex. Like it spells out S E X. We were like, oh my oh, god, it's like boobies. Yeah, I you know. remember their calculator. <laughs> yeah, well, there was like a different part where they're like, yeah, there's a different part where there's like a bubbles, like bubbles fill the screen, and the bubbles, if you like reverse that and play it backwards, then it spells out penis and bubbles. It spells out the word penis. <laughs> like what someone told me. I don't know if this is true, but I really I believed this. it as a child. I was like, you know what? You're so right. It like, has to be it's true. It's the same level of the conspiracy belief as like people who think that like if you play abbey road backwards it like says, wait that's not true i don't know does it say I've paul never, is dead i've, I've never, never done played it. it backwards well i've never owned it oh you'd have to get it on vinyl and then play it backwards right yeah my dad has it on vinyl my dad does too i guess we need to, that's our homework okay next time we're in park city we're <laughs> gonna we're play. Home, we gotta play abbey road backwards and see if paul is dead because it's like that level of Let's conspiracy see if paul is dead. <laughs> like a like a body double honestly i think if that is true on the abbey road album uh-huh. i have way more respect for the beatles like if they were able to somehow figure out how to like make like paul is dead come out playing their album backwards that is a genius move oh i'm not part. that i well fine there's that but i have a lot of respect for the body double for successfully pulling off paul See, mccartney for 50 years i guess that's where we disagree <laughs> i actually don't think paul is really dead well, I don't either. <laughs> but point. I feel like I feel like if the Beatles, that would have been a, such an ingenious marketing. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe it was. Maybe yeah. it was. I don't think it would be that hard to do. I don't know. I mean, technologically, I'm sure it wouldn't be that hard. to I do. I don't know how to do it. So. Anyway, well, speaking of things that are hard to do, <laughs> are we ready to wrap this up? Well, let's do it. We had a wonderful experience at the theater this time. <gasps> <laughs> we went to the local movie theater and we were jamming Majestic out. Majestic Bay. Majestic Bay in Seattle. We were having so much fun. We were jamming out to all the steel drums at the end. We were loving <laughs> it. We were dancing around. And these two girls down the row from us turned and they were like dancing too and they were looking at us. Oh, and yeah. we were like, hey. And they were like, hey. And we were like, and I was going to turn to you and be like, oh my God, do you think they live in Ballard and they'd be our friends? Like, do we, yeah. we just made new friends here today. We have new pals. We have new and besties. They, and they came over after the movies, after the credits started to roll and they were like hey we were like oh my gosh hey how are you doing it's gonna be so fun and they're like yeah we feel like we recognize you from somewhere are you two like seniors in ballard high school or whatever <laughs> like are you seniors in our high school and we we're like what and they're like yeah we're sophomores in high school yeah. no, that was, honestly i'm not gonna lie and i feel like that was like one of the best moments of my life. I was like, these girls mistook me for a high schooler. They thought we were seniors and in high school. They yeah, we were 17. Yeah. And we were like, and they were like, no, we were born in 29, 2009, 2008. And I was yeah. like, oh. 2009? I was like, I'm more than double your age. I graduated high school in 2009. Not only was I not, I'm not senior now, I was a senior when you were born. That is crazy. <laughs> like the day you were born, I was a senior. I was, school. yeah, I was their age when they were born. You know what? They didn't even see Daunted though. They like were like, they just brushed What's Daunted. It. They just, they brushed it right off. Oh, they when, didn't seem Daunted. I thought uh, you said they didn't see Daunted. And I was like, I don't know what, what? that is. No, they didn't even see, <laughs> they didn't even seem upset to hear that we were 30. Yeah. Cause they thought we were so cool. Listen, I feel like this just gave me a lot of confidence. I feel like a cool girl now. Yeah. 
so cool if we met Hallie bailey on the street like we could be friends with her maybe we're that cool yeah except for i have to remember her name is hallie and not Haley. Oh, i yeah. feel like i've been calling her Haley this entire time so i really apologize <laughs> hallie. hallie but i would bailey. love to be your best friend <laughs> <laughs> oh my god if you ever want to reenact aerial moments i'm there <laughs> we will sing part of your world any day we anytime got you, girl. we've been singing it for days we're ready we're ready we've been ready for 20 let years let us know <laughs> 20 years 30 years oh well yeah you're right you're right uh but until then we'll be here looking like we're 17 thank you (laughs) bye